Oh, I think enormously frustrated. The, the position is very clear that the vast majority of people from our surveys at any rate actually oppose what's being proposed and in fact is now going ahead in Brighton Place and uh, despite making it clear to all four councillors the level of opposition, despite shopkeepers, 100% of them, making the opposition clear, uh, despite making it clear that no equalities or economic impact assessment has ever taken place to this day, despite any advanced planning, the councillors simply refused to listen to what I would call common sense. And yes, that's not only frustrating for me, but frustrating for many, many other people also. The puzzling thing is, it's a stretch of road which is, what, about five, six hundred metres long? It's not in a particularly historic area. One would have thought that those sets could be much more effectively used further into town. Uh, well, I mean, I have no kind of philosophical objection to pieces of stone called sets. However, I do have an objection to the fact they cost far, far more and it takes much longer and therefore uh, during the course of them being laid it will be much more disruptive and cause a lot more difficulty for not only people but for local businesses. As for the sets going in Portobello, Portobello has been declared a conservation village and the council policy is that where sets are within a conservation area they should be replaced with sets. And that was agreed, despite the Transport Committee agreeing that because of the cost, they would actually lift the sets and replace it with asphalt at a cost then of 400000 as opposed to $1.2 which was then the estimate for sets. And the then convener said quite clearly, Leslie Hines, that it was uh, unjustifiable when that 800000 saved could be spent on key projects elsewhere. But the bizarre thing, surely, at the moment, is we've just heard that the City of Edinburgh Council is having to find £28 million worth of saving. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, and I'm not being patronised, I hope, but I think for many people that top-line figure is very real. The issue is clouded because of the difference in local authority expenditure between capital and revenue. The savings they have to find, I understand, is from revenue. But notwithstanding that, uh, capital funds are limited also, and any capital that could be saved with having asphalted Brighton Place rather than sets could have been spent on many roads that are urgently needing repairs elsewhere. To spend these sums of money at a time when local government, Edinburgh Council, are crying out for more resources, when services are, are being cut to the bone, when people, because of lack of social care packages, a hundred last year, we understand, died in hospital because they couldn't get home because there was insufficient resources to finance care packages. I think for many people, spending what is going to be, I'm sure, no matter what anyone says, around a million pounds on replaying set, relaying sets uh, is just totally unjustifiable in anyone's eyes, apart from, obviously, some key people in the area and the local councillors. It's really puzzling, though, that despite everything, all four local councillors seem to have an agreed position. Well, uh, as I understand it, Maureen Child, the local Labour councillor, has always been very keen on sets. The Conservative councillor, Callum Laidlaw, and the SNP councillor, um, Kate, Campbell. Kate Campbell, have both said they stood on an election manifesto of replacing the sets, and therefore all three of them are keen. The Green councillor, Mary Campbell, has, as I understood it, initially opposed the sets, continues to feel it's been the wrong decision, but felt once the planning committee, I think, had taken the decision, or maybe the transport committee, to replace sets with sets in heritage areas, 
a decision supported by her party members on that council committee, she felt it was uh, the right thing to do was to, to carry on and, and implement the decision. So I think there are many reasons for all four councillors uh, supporting it. It's unfathomable to me, to be honest, and on many occasions I have written to all of them, as have many others, to state why we feel it's wrong. But yes, I mean, it is very strange that all four of them continue to support something that, in my view, is totally unjustifiable. Well, of course, you've taken it to the media. You've had letters published in the Scotsman and the yeah. News, and yet that's had no impact No, either. and we've also had two deputations to the Council, one of which, the second one, to Housing and Environment. Quite clearly, every councillor on that committee uh, were, uh, apart from Kate Campbell, who chairs it and who happens to be the local councillor, seemed totally oblivious to what was going on, which itself is quite concerning for local government. But when they heard there'd been absolutely no consultation and the work was due to start in, in, uh, at that time, about two weeks, when there'd been no consultation, no letters to anybody, no public meetings, no information given out, and all we heard was through the columns of the evening news. I think at that time the council was absolutely astonished and the vice chair of the committee expressed that astonishment and in fact her anger over it uh, and as a result an immediate meeting was called within a few days with the traders to talk about what could be done to help them. Not about why the scheme should be stopped, but what could be done to assist the traders and others. And I think as a result of the campaigning, although the councillors might argue that it was their influence, the number 21 bus in particular, which originally was not going to come through Portobello, has now been rerouted down to Seafield and back along. So at least the 21 will carry on going through Portobello, albeit with a detour and albeit, as we understand it from the transport officials, at an additional cost to the council or Lothian buses of £150,000 for that alone. I think our campaigning has achieved that. It's achieved more contact with the traders, and last week the traders were told they were being offered all sorts of support to publicise the business. And finally, the final concession, which, again, others would argue was going to be the case in any case, and I don't believe it was, is they have now agreed to complete phase one by December, reopen Brighton Place over Christmas to allow people to get in to shop in Portobello, although the buses will carry on under diversions. So I think, although we've not succeeded in, in stopping what I would call this madness, uh, we have in fact been able, through pressure, we would argue, at least gain three key concessions and will continue to argue for more during the course of this scheme. The bizarre thing is, this is adding to cost. Yes. It's adding you know, through the compensation which the traders will almost inevitably get. That's going to be, yeah. uh, that's going to be a cost. The cost of Lothian yeah. buses too. I mean, it, it doesn't really make sense. No. Well, I mean, as far as the traders go, I hope, I hope they do. Uh, unfortunately, as I understand the compensation scheme, and many of these traders are, are small businesses living in the margins, they may in fact generate insufficient income to reach the cut-off point to actually get compensation. I think what's being offered at the moment is more in the lines of uh, help to assist in advertising their businesses, to attract more folk to Portobello, mm -hmm. and to have an advertising campaign to do that. So, uh, I mean, the scheme, as I've called it madness, and many others have as well, uh, you know, it's going to take 60 weeks. Asphalt would have taken 20 weeks. If the decision of the committee in 2016 had been carried out, we'd had a lovely asphalt surface by now, everything would be hunky-dory and we'd be getting on with our business.